well, how about this? It's another episode of the Encore Podcast. And they said it would... No, they never said it wouldn't last. Everybody was behind us from the very beginning. Chris McCoy here along with Gabby. Hey, Gab, how are you? Are you are you holding up in this heat? I am holding up in this heat. It's pretty pleasant out, though, from where I just came from in South Carolina this past week. I had a chance meeting with a jellyfish who Ooh. ended up singing the entire front of my two shins. Fun fact about me, never been stung by a jellyfish before, even though I'd been in the ocean many, many times down the Jersey Shore. I thought it was gone because it happened early last week. And this morning I woke up and looked like I had poison ivy dusted all over my legs, which apparently is like a very fun thing that can happen up to two months after you get stung. So the lesson here being, if you have a jellyfish sting and it comes back, don't panic because that's what I did this morning. So. so you were in the water in the in the ocean there in South Carolina when you got stung? I was. Yeah, I was actually walking back out of the water like I was trying to leave, which is how I ended up, unfortunately, having that bad luck chance encounter with the jellyfish. So did, um, did you know what it was right away? Or did you think like, oh, oh my gosh, what is that? Is it a shark? What? <laughs> for lack of a better term, it really stung. Mm. And it took me a minute to be like, what? Because I thought at first I cut myself, but I was like, what would have hit my, my shins the way that it did? Like that would have cut me like that. So when I came out of the water, there was just huge blotchy red things on my legs. And I texted my sister who was in medical school, who responded back, is Be this honest. what it looks like with a photo of the jellyfish? And I said, I don't know. <laughs> I didn't see it. And she was like, okay, this is a pertinent question. And I was like, all right. So her recommendation was that I soak it for 30 minutes in hot water and then apply cortisone to it. And it looked fabulous. Next day, I thought, wow, she's going to be a great doctor. And now that it's come back, I have a couple of questions for her. She's going to specialize in jellyfish stings, obviously. <laughs> she set up a practice down there in South Carolina <laughs> on the beach. <laughs> By the way, you can also get uh, your umbrellas from her as well while she's- Yep, uh, it, it's a side hustle that she runs. Um, <laughs> But no, I mean, I, I was grateful that you told me to do that because I was just sort of limping around the beach going ow, 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 ow with each step that I took. She really helped mitigate some of that. Never been stung by a jellyfish, so I'll have to live vicariously through you, hopefully for the rest of my life that, as far as that goes. So, I did want to take this opportunity to mention that I saw that there was pumpkin spice lattes were being released today. And it's not even September yet. That is outrageous. <laughs> that is crazy. I mean, I don't think anyone wants pumpkin spice latte when it's like 95 degrees and uh, 85% humidity out there. <laughs> you know, not time yet. It's not. It's not pumpkin time yet. And when I was out at the grocery store about a week ago, I guess almost 10 days ago now, they had a whole aisle of pumpkin beer. And that was August 20th. Well, pumpkin beer, I understand. You know, it's cool. In the hot? <laughs> well, it's, you know, you don't drink hot pumpkin beer. You drink it nice and ice cold. I don't know. I'm, I'm stretching a little bit because it's beer. <laughs> All right. I'm giving beer the benefit of the doubt. But you know what? The, uh, the Halloween stores, the big box Halloween stores have been up and running since July. So I guess, you know, everything is being pushed on us faster and faster every year. And I guess that's because, you know, with global warming, we don't have a whole lot of time left. So we got it. We have to drink our pumpkin spice lattes and get our Halloween costumes squared away ASAP. 
I refuse. I refuse. <laughs> I refuse until it's cold outside. Sorry. Like it has to be at least in the, in the 60s consistently before I start getting into the fall stuff. I hear you. I'm right there with you. Although I am so looking forward to fall this year. It's not something I always say because summer is my favorite season. Do you have a favorite season? I think it is summer for me, although I burn so easy sometimes that I'm like, should this really be my favorite season? I think if we got a legit spring, I don't think we really get them anymore. Spring would be my favorite. I hear you. You know, I think for me anyway, it's more romanticized version than reality. You think about all the things that you can do in the summer that you can't do in my least favorite season, which would be winter, outdoor activities, going to ball games, spending a night at the ballpark, you know, having family and friends over for cookouts, you know, lying out by the pool, all those things, you know, which I haven't done a whole lot of this summer because it's been too damn hot. (laughs) But I still think of those things when I think of summer. Yeah, I completely agree. And I don't know, fall just gives way to winter. So I feel like when we when we start fall, it's like, oh, oh, no. (laughs) Oh, no, the ending here is that it gets cold and dark. To call back to our first episode, I also probably love spring because the sun starts staying out later. And I feel like I've powered up a bit versus when the sun starts setting again at like four o'clock. Yeah, I, I totally agree. I think that's the one thing that fall has running against it, which is it's followed by uh, the meanest season of all for a lot of people, even though with global warming, uh, winters around here are going to be pretty mild, not too long from now. So, and I'm looking forward to planting palm trees on my front lawn uh, sometime in the next 10 years. So uh, we'll see. Uh, only because I'm missing California. I just want to bring those palm trees back. I, and I think you hit on something. It's not necessarily, at least for me, the freezing cold of it, although that's enough in itself to not like winter. It's the fact that there's so little daylight. That's the thing for me. I'm a big fan of daylight. Big, big fan. I know that you used to go to work when it was dark out, no matter what time of the year it was, but there's something really disheartening about waking up to go to work in the morning and it's dark. And not being home yet from work and it's dark and you're just like, okay, I guess all my sunlight hours are going to be spent inside of work. You know, it, all my 47 years of uh, my, my career in radio, I never had that experience. Uh, yeah, I went to work in the dark, but I never came home in the dark. I guess I just kind of lucked out that way. Because, you know, radio guys, we only worked four hours a day. Everybody knows that. Yeah, it's basically a part-time job. I mean, I don't know. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Why'd you retire again? Because um. <laughs> <laughs> I had it up to here. Hmm. And my hand is just above my glasses on my forehead. So I still have a few inches left. Just a couple. Anyway, uh, we're going to uh, talk to a guy that I met uh, probably about 30 years ago, or maybe a little less. A uh, very interesting person. He does a lot of great work. He's good with kids. Just an all-around fun guy. And uh, he can be serious when uh, the subject calls for it, too. Dave Cornwell is our guest next on the Encore Podcast. We have a guest coming up that you met when you were a little girl. You were probably, I don't know how old, maybe four, five years old when you met this next gentleman because Aunt Roberta and I had... Dave the Balloon Dude, which is what he was known at back in the day when we first met Dave. We had taken the girls out to dinner at a restaurant, and this guy comes around to the table, and he's making balloon animals for the kids. 
and he had such a great personality, you know, just a real winning personality. And you could tell the kids were just absolutely drawn to him. We had a nice dinner. We took the balloon uh, animals that Dave made, and we went home. A couple of months later, we're out at another restaurant, and guess who we see at the table making balloon animals and close-up magic once again? Yes, it was Dave Cornwell, also known as the Balloon Dude. I'm sorry, Dave, but forever, that's who you are for me. <laughs> it's okay, my friend. <laughs> I, I'll tell you what, Dave, I, I truly miss those days. I really do. I often think about when my girls were young and the great times that we had. And, you know, you were a big part of that. You were a, one of those people that uh, came into our life back then and just brought a lot of happiness to our kids. And if I never thank you, thank you, sir. Well, thank you, my friend. It was it, I enjoyed it. And, and Gabby, I you were just a little rogue rat when I met you, kid. Yeah, you know what? I it is 22 years, and the fact that I don't have bangs anymore that would probably That's make me unfamiliar to you. So, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's a funny thing. I think I had bangs back then too. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> hey, Chris, I had hair back then. Right? <laughs> I like that look, though, Dave. Are you are you totally are you totally shaved up on top there? By default, yes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> However, however, it worked out. It worked out really well for you. So, what are you doing? What, what are you doing with yourself these days, Dave? Well, my friend, I am a uh, warehouse manager for my brother's company. Uh, it keeps me out of trouble. I, you know, I still do magic from time to time. However, I miss it. It was a great career, great time, great time for had. I met wonderful people like yourself and your family. As I first met your kids, when I called you Rick Moranis, I had to share that again, and um, <laughs> it still sticks in my mind that way, bud. <laughs> I think you're the only person that ever told me that I look like Rick Moranis. And that, <laughs> well, I mean, come on now, go look at the movies. You'll see what I'm talking I, about. I, I totally get it, Dave. I totally get it. All the, you know, the people haven't seen you in person. Now they have a visual. <laughs> yeah, there we go. <laughs> so I feel like we've missed an opportunity here to call you Chris, the Rick Moranis dude. So yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, he does. If you look at the movie now, come on. True. Yeah. I'm, I'm kind of a nerdy looking guy with glasses like Moranis. So. And, and as your kids would put it, you're much better looking. At it. <laughs> uh, Dave, listen, uh, I know you also uh, work with the Clementon Food Pantry. Am I correct about that? Correct. I'm the, the director of it. I started in April 20th, April 26th, 2022. Just I was coming home one day. I found out a buddy of mine was selling his tools. Wait, what that was it with COVID was just starting to gear up. And um, he was out of work. He was a local contractor, out of work. He was selling stools to buy food for his family. I was just blown away by it. Mm. And I couldn't, I couldn't tolerate that. You know, I, I have to admit that I didn't know there was such a thing as a Clementon food pantry. Now, I've been in California for the last uh, four or five years. So uh, catch me up. Exactly where is it? And uh, how do people get in touch with the pantry? They can get in touch with uh, Friends of Clementon Food Pantry. It's uh, in the St. Mary's Church, 33 Berlin Road, Clementon, New Jersey. We feed a high rate of our local area. And um, it's very sad what we'll be able to see. An average Wednesday, when we first started, we were 18 to 20 families. Last Wednesday, we were 91 families we oh. fed. It doesn't get, you know, it doesn't get any easier, Chris. It's um, kind of mind-boggling that the numbers that we're seeing, not to be 
don't take a sounding downer side here, but facts are facts. And we have a high rate of um, single moms. And, you know, and, and it really upsets me because, you know, these children are, the kids are the ones that suffer. And you know how I am about kids. You know, oh, yeah. you, you, you have to make them happy. You, 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 you want to make them happy. And, um, you know, because life is tough enough. So that's what gave me the drive to do it. Now, are you dependent on uh, <clears throat> the local community for contributions? We are. Chris, we are very dependent on, on local community. We started out as a grassroots food, you know, food pantry. And, you know, I had no affiliation. I had no idea. We posted it on social media. And then um, everybody was just coming up with it. And, you know, we were sustaining ourselves. Then it became incorporated. Then, it, you know, became a uh, 501c3. And then we got affiliated with the Food Bank of South Jersey. Average monthly food intake is probably four and a half to five ton of food per month. And um, it's even getting harder to sustain it because you know, we're in a smaller area. And, I, you know, I'm trying to build up the infrastructure. You know, you need refrigeration for perishables. You can't give them, keep giving them the same can of peas every, every week. You know what I mean? Yeah. So everything that comes into our pantry... It has to have a subliminal feel good because uh, food is comfort. You know, let's, let's face it. Food is comfort. And these people don't have it. 78% of the children in the area, school area that we're at, are low income. Uh, needless to say, if they don't have food, they don't learn. You know, they, they have, uh, you know, they have empty bellies. You know, these poor moms are, you know, kids going to school hungry. And um, being a dad, being a granddad, that just, it just upsets me. So the drive is on drive is on hard. Like my wife and I said, we can't change the world, but if we could change one family's world for a day, a week, paycheck, buddy. Boy, I'm into that, Dave. Uh, I would imagine that uh, a place like the Clementon Food Pantry has probably people thinking about it, like say around the holidays, like Thanksgiving, Christmas, that, that kind of thing. Here we are in the dog days of August, you know. Do you find that your donations sort of fall off in the summertime? They do. They do. And, you know, it's kind of like, like, like just said, you said that like the major holidays where everybody you know, has the urge to donate, which is wonderful. Absolutely wonderful. However, when it gets to the dog days of summer and it gets to January 5th, it's dead. It stops. There's no food. So between January and April, there's no, there's no reason for people donating. And, you know, the sad part is that's when, Everybody comes off of that high. Everybody comes off of that, oh, this feels good. And then the bills come in. I've seen seniors that were giving up their, their medicine money to buy food mm. for them and their animals. You know, Chris, so when you, you, you stop to see stuff like that. And the system that we have is, it, it's a wonderful system. I'm not going to bash any system. They're wonderful. However, like SNAP or EBT, however you want to call it, a lot of stuff for a family that you don't realize, toothpaste, toothbrushes, feminine products, soap, Food, you know, uh, cleaning product is not covered by any kind of assistance. When you see the increase of uh, costs that we're up against, you, yeah, I mean, you know, you go shopping. Gabby, you live in New York City. What's it cost you to go shopping today? You know, and that's where the issues come come to lie. When you're in a low income, that you know, there's people. It, it, it's it's a major pond. You know, once you drop a rock, where everything just starts coming in, the bills, the the, uh, the the electricity bills have went up so high. They're not being paid. Car insurance is to be paid. You know, uh, uh, you know that kind of stuff. And then we found that a lot of people, like you know, low income, they shop Dollar General to make their money work. 
which is all processed food. Once you get the processed food, you're dealing with high uh, hypertension, mm. diabetes, uh, obesity, and it's rampant. It's absolutely rampant. Now, what does that do to, to future health of these children? It seems to me that uh, there are food deserts. They're the ones that seem to be populated by nothing but junk, you know, and yes. and unfortunately, that is all that some families can afford to feed the kids. You know, a full belly is is a full belly, but if it's not, you know, nutritious food, then like you said, what good is it, really? Now, are, does the pantry, did I hear you right, the pantry also takes donations of things like toothpaste and cleaning products and things like that? Absolutely. They're yeah. like the stuff we push for. And you know, because it's not covered by SNAP or EBT or any kind of assistance. And if we can offset the cost with the people, especially when it comes to hygiene, it's important. It's important, you know, because the fact of the matter is, you know, the, these, the parents want to, they want to give the kids the best, but they don't have the, the resources to give them even mediocre, you know, like I said it's Dollar, you know, it's Dollar General. That's why they're popping up over time. They're, they're in there buying food for dollar twenty five for a pack of you know, ramen noodles. This is what the kids eat all the time. My my thought process is you know look, seeing a single mom, and 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 you have moms that are moms are superheroes in my eyes. They're superheroes because they're up you know they're moms are moms. Come on now, Chris, your kids have, have you know they got to have a wonderful mom, you know, and and and, and a dad that's been there the whole time. And when you see what we see, and I'm not trying to stereotype let's, let's, let's face facts unfortunately with the covid it destroyed a lot of the families as we know and um uh, now the fallout's just starting to starting to happen and i i thought things would be getting better and to lo and behold our numbers went from what we had 17 18 or 20 on a wednesday to 89 91 mm. and I, and i said to the food bank i said is this common is this growing pains what's going on here and and they said it, it's 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 almost surreal. It's like we've never seen it before. The big thing is that's why we're pushing to get out the word out with, you know, what's going on to see how much help we can come up with to to sustain. Do you need volunteer help over there? Well, yeah, we always we always look for volunteers. Yeah, absolutely, we always look for volunteer help. It, it is important because I don't want to. Well, my volunteers are some of the, they're the best. They they're there for they're there for a reason. The reason is the, you know, that it's to help, period. I don't tolerate any other thing. It, you know, it's not, you know, it's, it, yeah, I want you to feel good when you're done. But at the end of the day, it's about our folks that are in, period. Is it a small group of you that run this or has it got, like, is it a big operation? It's a huge operation. It, 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 it's turned out to be within April of 2022 to now, or 20, yeah, April 26, 2022. May 6th, I opened the doors from September of 2022 or 2020 till today's date. It just exploded. Uh, I have great volunteers. Uh, I work full-time job. Uh, logistically, it's very difficult at times to get deliveries. And depending on, you know, I, I have two amazing women that if I want stuff done, I have three teachers, which are all moms. And the two ladies that run it are moms. And, you know, they're, 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 they're seniors. And if you want it done right, is the most, you know, most passionate empathy, uh, empaths, whatever term I'm using, Chris, help me out with this. It's a mom. And, you know, like I started it and depending on the teachers, because they, 
they're directly pinpoint the, my demographics, the kids in school. And that's what we're pushing. We have seven to eight on a, on a daily volunteers. We use, you know, we have a rotation about 14, but you still, there's so much to do. You always need help. You got a, uh, a food drive coming up, a car show food drive coming up uh, for the benefit of the food pantry there in Clementon. Can you, uh, Tell us when and where and what that's all about. And are you doing balloon animals? <laughs> <laughs> well, Chris, yes, on the car drive. It's a car drive, um, a food drive. It's a car show food drive, right. forgive me. And it's set to, um, I have Sinister Mopar. It's a local car club that came last year. And he said they had food. And I said, okay, we'll, we'll take it. He goes, no, we. you'll understand. We have a lot of food. And I like, Okay, and I just didn't want to be ungrateful and take it. So I decided, you know what, I'm going to do a car show to to thank these guys because cars are their life, and they have and and they they want to be out helping the world, another world, helping the local. They were originally taken to um, another food drive, you know, big one during the uh, uh, winter months, and they felt they a little more comfortable pinpointing, and that's what I believe in pinpointing. That way, you know your 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 you know your audience, you know your uh, demographics and you're giving what is proper to that area nothing gets wasted i had the idea i did the car show last year we had 237 cars and we raised over six ton of food and almost six thousand wow <laughs> wow yeah and, and that was off the cuff and um this year maybe i'll do balloons and we can raise more i don't know we'll see chris <laughs> If you're going to be there, we'll, 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 we'll make you a balloon hat for that. But um, <laughs> Gabby wants to see that, right, Gabby? Yeah, I was going to say you can't promise balloons and then not have them. So. <laughs> Chris, if you're coming, you're up on stage, you're wearing a balloon hat, my friend. <laughs> and please take a picture and email it to me because I will absolutely share it on all of our social media. So. <laughs> Look at Chris. Never mind, Dave. Interview's over. <laughs> it's right. like, I'm cut. Yeah. <laughs> I, you know, I, I wanted to get the word out on the car show food drive thing. It's October 1st. I don't think we mentioned that. And it's at Clementon Park, uh, which is a fun place any old time. Uh, but you take something like this and you add it to the fun and it's really worthwhile for the whole family. What are the hours of operation of this one, Dave? The car the car show food drive at Clementon Lake Park will be from uh, 10 a.m. to 1 a.m. Uh, 10 a.m. to 1 p.m., forgive me, uh, will be the car show. Now, Clementon Park, I have that park all day. We're opening up from 12 o'clock to 7 p.m. to be open inside the park for still food collection. You'll, uh, it's given me the whole entire park for free to help us you know, to our on our mission. And I'm expecting 400-plus cars. And we have two stages set up, one outside and one inside. And the stages will be uh, – uh, I have bands. And one of the big things near and dear to me are veterans – and we feed a high rate of local veterans, and you know we're providing hot meals for them once a month, and the local senior towers. I wanted to do that because you know they, they, there are there are seniors, there are veterans, man, there are their grandma and grandpa, you know that thing. <laughs> so once a month they get a, a, a hot meal that gets delivered, dessert, the whole thing, and a care bag. I figured, you know what, I, I came on a board of a, uh, a veteran center, and you know I believed in what they did. So we're doing a big tribute uh, this, that day at 12 noon. We're doing a flagfold ceremony uh, in memory of our veterans who have passed and a, a, a memorial for them. 
the only selfish thing I'm taking out of this is because my father-in-law retired Navy. And he was like the most honorable man you ever, ever want to meet in your life. And I wanted to give it with that man what he deserves. So, and all of our veterans, please, you know, all of our veterans across the board. So we're doing that. And we're going to have bagpipes, dress army, dress brains, and any veteran that wants to come out, we invite them because they're going to get a free haircut if they like. And they're going to get a free cigar if they like, yeah. you know, and it's just to come out. And they're, Chris, they're going to be our judges also. We're doing Veterans Choice. And it's just a day that our senior veterans out that don't drive, they're able to come for today and enjoy it and see Chris McCoy with the balloon hat. <laughs> you got me. She's loving every bit of this, man. You're gonna um, you're gonna scare them away with that one with that visual, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So October first, rain date, by the way, and we're gonna count on a nice, beautiful October first, nice fall weather there at uh, Clementon Park for the uh, car show and food drive. For the benefit of the Clementon Food Pantry, and uh, I'll, I'll be there. Balloons or not, I don't care. It would be nice to see you in person and shake your hand again, Dave. Well, Chris, I would love to have you there. I would love you to come up stage because you know you're you're just a wonderful human being, and I would consider you a a friend because I was part of your family. You indeed and were. Yep. That means you know a lot to me. And um, on that day, on Saturday, October first. At Clementon Lake Park, of course. And um, if you go on to Friends of Clementon Food Pantry on social media, become a friend. You know, like us and you'll share with us and we can give you more information and stuff like that. Excellent. Very good. Hey, Dave, it was a real pleasure talking to you again after all these years. (laughs) And uh, wait till my girls hear this one. They're going to love it. (laughs) I am excited, Chris. And, and, And I really thank you. Thank you for your kindness. To let me be a part of uh, you know, your, your, your podcast here and um, um, and be able to see you again, my friend. Yes, and I'll I'll bring the girls and uh, their families with me too. I'll make sure that they come out on the first of October. So uh, and also the the kids. I just I have to pinpoint this as well. Clementon Community Day is being till um, they came to me. The borough did, and they asked me if they can they can you know piggyback what's going on because of all the, everything that's going on. Be great for the community, and I said yes. However, however, they're purchasing tickets for our kids at Clementon Elementary School for the, the that that are you know low income that can't afford it. They're they're able to ride the rides all day for and uh, at something invest in the community, take care of these children, let them have a a quote unquote normalcy in this crazy world we have. Yeah, you know, so people can you know they come there. There's a lot of vendors. There's a bands. There's activities happening all day. And like a family, a child can ride all day for 1995. Comes in, it's free to get in. It's free for everybody to partake in. And um, but the child, they want to ride all day. They can ride 1995 all day. Ride rides. That's that's a great deal and, and uh, a real good cause too as well, Dave. So, hey, uh, thank you once again, the artist formerly known as Dave the Balloon Dude, Dave Cornwell. <laughs> Thanks for being our guest today, Dave. Appreciate it. Chris, thank you. Be well. Be safe, my friends. You too. See you on the first. Already, thank you, sir. Bye now. Wow, it was really great to talk to Dave. What he and his fellow volunteers are doing is really very admirable. You know, that's something I knew about him when I first met him. He was not involved in that at that point, but you, you know, sometimes you just get a feeling from people, and you know that they're real people. People. 
I don't know if that makes sense or not, but I could always tell that he was a real good guy. I am not surprised that he's involved in the Clementon food pantry and all the good work they do for, you know, and he's got a real soft spot in his heart, like he said, for single moms out there. So way to go, Dave, keep doing the good work that you're doing. All right. So uh, let's wrap it up for this week. Thank you guys so much for listening. And uh, by the way, as we say all the time, we'd love to hear from you. Please give us feedback. If you listen to the episodes, which obviously you do uh, from time to time, at the very least, please let us know what you think. And if you have any suggestions, we'd love to hear those too. So until next week, have a good week. Happy Labor Day. Bye, everybody.